It's funny Sean mentioned just how wide open the topic is today. Because that's incredibly how I felt when I decided to talk about community. I was like, there is a ton that I could talk about. But I decided, after hearing Nathan's lessons over the past several weeks, I'd contribute my own verse to the dialogue he's already been having. How we shape ourselves. So naturally, I came up with the shape of our community. Now, we're familiar with the image that Paul constructs that we're the body of Christ. But I hope this morning you gain more clarity, or perhaps you have to confront yourself to see if you viewed that the right way. Or have you given that enough thought? Because you see, our world is full of all different kinds of communities. Some of them have one leader or one set of rules that governs that community as an organization. It could be a charter. It could be a CEO. That there's simply, in an organization, a certain way things are done. I know Eric just lit up a little bit because he knows the way with scouts. There's a, there's a way things are done. And that makes these organizations very, very, very effective. When everybody knows this is the one person we follow, or this is the one set of rules that govern what we do, it's straightforward. But that doesn't leave much freedom. So it makes these kinds of communities slow to change. They're inflexible, especially if it's following a person. Because as we all know, we can be rather stubborn. Some more than others, and I know all the wives are looking at their husbands, mine included. That communities take many shapes. So let's take a look at the other end. Talked about an organization, something that's very bound to one person. That the shape of an organization, the shape of a community can change. It can be different. The polar opposite would be something that's just purely democratic. That a community has many, many parts, many individual pieces. The difficulty with democracy in a community is everyone is absolutely equal, at least in theory. So that means everybody's opinion and direction and view of where that community should go is equal. Too bad none of their visions look alike. So it makes this kind of community very fluid, but also very disjointed. That community is free to change and to think differently, but that also makes it hard to make one clear direction for that community, one focused area that that community can head in. So a lot of times, those communities don't stay together. So that begs the question, 
what kind of community are we? Consider how you view the body of Christ. What kind of shape are we? What form? It can't be denied. We have a form that has a direction. We have a shape that has a head. You can look at the person next to you. You can look at your own reflection. You have one of those. You also have all these other parts. So it doesn't leave us with an easy answer. But I want to look at Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 to 23. Talking about Jesus as the head of the church, or the head of the body. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in Him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through Him and for Him. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. And He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything He might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all His fullness dwell in Him, and through Him to reconcile to Himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through His blood shed on the cross. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds, because of your evil behavior. But now He has reconciled you to Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in His sight without blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the Gospels. You see, the shape of our community starts with Christ. Christ is our head. He is the first. He is the one we follow. Don't be mistaken. I can stand up here and be a leader. Nathan can stand up here and be a leader. Jim or Van can stand up here and be a leader. They can lead from the back of the auditorium. But who we follow, who we all follow is Jesus. We are one body with many parts. I invite you, look around the room. There are a lot of people here. There are a lot of people not here this morning. We're a body of many parts. But we do have one purpose. That purpose is to be a part of this body and all that that entails. Because we are the body of Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting in verse 12, just as a body, though one, has many parts, 
but all its many parts form one body. So it is with Christ. For we are all baptized by one Spirit, so as to form one body. Whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, to put this in the modern day sense, whether you're upper class, lower class, whether you're black, white, Asian, doesn't matter. None of those divisions matter in Christ. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if you have the foot, now if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I don't belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, stop being a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as He wanted them. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with, with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts, giving greater honor to the parts that lack it so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. It's a very special set of scriptures. And a lot in there. Each part of the body, each and every person here, has a different set of talents. Has a different piece they bring to the body. And that scripture says, God put you here. Have you ever stopped to consider... If you viewed your life with what purpose God placed you here with, what different decisions you might make. Instead of just thinking, oh, I chose to be here this Sunday, even though I'm tired, even though my bed was awfully warm this morning. You serve a purpose to the body. I need each and every one of you. Christ needs each and every one of us. You need the person that's sitting down the pew from you. 
Even if you're a visitor here with us this morning, God brought you here for a reason. To connect you in some way. It's not always easy to see those things. But each and every one of us is an equal, yet different, part of the body. It gives us a completely different view of what shape we have as the church. But I have to ask, what is the body concerned with? Because it does pose some difficulties for us to reconcile what it is to be an individual and what it is to be a part of this body. So I have to ask, what is the body concerned with? Is the body concerned with doing or with being? And it's kind of a trick question because it's both. But it's one more than the other. A few weeks ago, Nathan, in part of one of his lessons, talked about doing or being in reference to the individual. But I want to tie that into what it is as part of the body of Christ. Doing or being. All that we do matters. And who we are matters within the body. So I have to ask, what are you concerned with? More specifically, what are you more concerned with? Are you more concerned with what you do, how you're seen? Or are you more concerned with truly who you are in Christ? And where that would lead you, or what that would lead you to do? They sound awfully similar, but I hope as we go through this you'll understand. They are quite different. You see, doing... There's a list of actions, things that every Christian would say is a wonderful thing to be a part of. Service, teaching, evangelism, worship, sacrificing, loving, healing, following, praying, and the list could go on and on. But these things in and of themselves don't make the body. However, being changes each of these things slightly. Being a servant, a teacher, an evangelist, a worshiper, someone who sacrifices, one who is love, a healer, a follower, one who prays ceaselessly, those things are more than actions. They describe being. I think it's a good notion not to trust our own wisdom when it comes to these things. Doing and being, they both look awfully good. But what is Jesus concerned with? Or what is Jesus most concerned with? Ephesians 1, verses 22 and 23. And God placed all things under His feet and appointed Him to be the head over everything for the church, which is His body, the fullness of Him who fills everything in every way. And you go, Jay, what does that have to do with which he's concerned about? But I invite you to read the passage again. The fullness of Him who fills everything in every way. 
I don't think I'm alone in saying that's a statement of being more than it is a statement of doing. We know that Jesus is the head of the church. And we know that He wants His being, as we are part of His body, He wants us to be filled with Him in every way. So who is Jesus? Jesus is the Son of God, Son of Man, Rabbi, Servant, Savior, Shepherd, Good Shepherd, Lord. Jesus is each and every one of these things. And being these things means He does things. The doing comes from being. That if you were to just do Christ-like actions, if you just did things that look like Christ, those things alone would not make you more Christ-like. Someone who's an atheist, someone who does not believe in God, someone who is completely apart from this body, can do something that looks Christ-like. They can serve their fellow man. They can love people deeply and give of themselves. They can sacrifice. They can live out a wonderful example that would mirror Jesus. But that does not make them Christ-like. Now, being Christ-like, that has the effect of making you do more Christ-like actions. You see, if you try to change yourself by constantly trying to do something else so that it would change what's inside of you, it just doesn't work. Imagine yourself however you would. Compare yourself to a pot, a bowl, a vessel, whatever. Anything, including yourself, has some sort of being. And that being is not going to be permeated from things from the outside. No matter how much you force and compress and try to do more and do more and do more. We can do so much church that we can choke and not be the church. We can do so many Christian things, we don't actually ever become a Christian. But if you change from your being, if your being is where you look to be Christ-like, then you can't help but do more and more Christ-like things. And when you change from the inside out, there's nothing outside of yourself constraining you. There's nothing outside of this body constraining us from changing the world. This community can have a much greater impact in the community at large. We have tons of opportunities. Opportunities to serve others. Whether it's going and working like we did a little over a week ago and going uh, 
to the domestic violence shelter and spending a few hours just working and helping them out. It could be preparing food for Meals on Wheels or working for Habitat for Humanity or any number of things. And when we do that, when we do all those acts of service, do all those Christ-like actions from a place of being, that's going to enrich us. Instead of feeling like pressure pushing in. You see, individually, we have to make this choice. We have to make this choice that we're going to be more Christ-like in being, not just in our doing. But we also have to make that choice collectively. It's easier to look at ourselves in a lot of ways than it is to look at our community, to look at this body and say, what needs to be different? How do we need to be more Christ-like instead of just doing Christ-like things? Now, one way we do that is something we share each and every Sunday, each and every time we come around this table. We're reminded of the community we have. It's no secret why the word communion is the same root as community. We gather here. We gather here to remember. But we also gather here to take in His body and His blood. We remember these emblems. It's not a secret. It's not something we have hidden away. We're all invited to be a part of this community, to gather around this table each and every Sunday. And we're, we're asked to gather around each other constantly. That we are the body of Christ. We have many parts, but we are one body. So I ask you this morning, I ask you to choose. Choose now to be Christ-like in your being as an individual. And I ask you to choose that in our community, in our body. Choose to be more Christ-like, not just do Christ-like things. If you need to rededicate yourself to this body, if something in you needs to change, you may not even know what that is yet. But if there is something, and you need our help, you need our support, we're here for you. Whether you come up front, or whether you seek out one of our elders, one of our deacons, a friend, your spouse, don't leave here the same as you walked in. This community is a place of change to become more Christ-like. Now, if you need to be, if you need to become part of this body, this is a time for you. You can become part of the body of Christ.
This time is here for you this morning, together as we stand and sing.